we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 19th, 2012. And next article is entitled, The Great Culling Has Begun. This is from actually Natural News. And uh, it starts out by saying, the, the great culling of the human population has quietly begun. Well, I want to say it's just begun. This has been going on for... <laughs> Long, long time. But anyway, covertly, insidiously, mercilessly, a global depopulation agenda has been launched. As this plays out, the vast majority of the human race will be removed from the gene pool, genetically annihilated. And then it goes on to say, will you and your genetic lineage survive? Now, again, this is from the standpoint of Mike Adams, Natural News, who's unsaved and basically into the New Age stuff. But there was a lot of things he covered in this particular article that were pertinent. Uh, regarding end-time scenarios. Uh, so, goes on to say, what this article explores is what are the real threats to your life, your offspring, and your genetic integrity? How can you protect yourself from those threats? Why is a global depopulation agenda being pursued? The more you understand these answers, the greater your odds are of surviving the Great Calling. <clears throat> First, let's dismiss any idea that the Great Calling is some sort of fanciful conspiracy theory. World power brokers like Bill Gates and Ted Turner openly discuss reducing the world population by 90%. Bill Gates, in particular, happily funds infertility technologies, vaccines, and GMOs, all of which are purposely designed to cause infertility and halt new baby births, thereby sharply contract, contracting the human population. Here's a article that just came out this week. It's entitled, The Eugenics Agenda Behind the Advancement Toward Male Contraceptive Pill. Eugenicists at Baylor College of Medicine, otherwise known as BCM, have successfully developed a birth control pill for men. Calling the drug JQ1, this chemical cocktail stunts sperm production in mice. JQ1 is a molecule that is so small it can travel through the blood barriers and impede males, the male's body to produce sperm. While trials in mice showed that they became infertile, their sexual drive was not affected. Now, big reason that would be important is because they want mass fornication, from a satanic standpoint, to be committed and adultery, fornication, because Satan, you know, obviously is here to promote sin and depravity. And as that happens more, the land becomes more defiled, which begets more sin, which defiles the land further. More demons come in. More demons have territorial rights over not only the humans, but the lands where these types of things are committed, and so on and so on. So it would be important that they were actually depopulating the planet, while at the same time, sexual drive, they want that to... Uh, to a certain extent, remain high, so that uh, for the obvious reasons I just stated. So, the BCM has a long history of working to expanding the eugenics agenda with their use of genetic technologies, including collaboration with the German Nazis and their march toward genetics to create a better human race, or the Aryan Fifth Root Race. So, this Baylor College of Medicine has actually, you know, worked with, has a long history, going all the way back to the Nazis. The Villa and Melinda Gates foundation, for example, provided significant funding to the University of North Carolina to develop ultrasound infertility technology that could render human sperm unviable for up to six months. 
reported by the BBC, the technology was proven effective on rats, and it's only one of the 78 different research projects the Gates Foundation has funded under the guise of global global health programs. I mean, Bill and Melinda Gates, that's just Satan, <laughs> essentially. I mean, they are pure evil. So, <clears throat> ultrasound technology that where they could render humans firm and viable. Now, as a sidebar, uh, there's an article I posted here where it says doctors and Canadian medical associations are warning against extra ultrasound sessions for women when they're pregnant, citing studies that have concluded that ultrasounds can contribute to delayed speech, cellular damage, and lower birth rate. Ultrasound is extremely bad for a baby's nervous system, particularly their brain. It's a high-frequency sound wave, the diagnostic ultrasound, as with therapeutic, but they're different. And it's not good for a baby at all. Uh, you can... Um, you can click on the link here, but you can do... Actually, I provided three other links you can click on where it tells you about the dangers of fetal ultrasounds. Now, di- therapeutic ultrasound is great. Uh, like, if you're using it over an injured area, it's very good to break down scar tissue. I used it all the time when I was in chiropractic practice. I'm talking about uh, diagnostic ultrasound of, like, babies. Okay, fetal ultrasound. Real bad for the baby's brain in particular, and their developing nervous system. And if you don't believe me, click on the links, explore it for yourself, you know. So, again, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, the scary thing is that doctors don't know the full impact of too many ultrasounds on human, the human, uh, they're saying fetus, I hate that word, but baby, and they're prescribing precautions. So, again, actually, there's four different links here you can click on to explore that further. <clears throat> Back to the main article. Bill Gates famously explained his depopulation agenda through the use of vaccines with this quote delivered to a live TED audience in um, 2010. He said, quote, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. <laughs> so, he's admitting here vaccines are just a depopulation tool. Flat out. Because he's talking about the world population heading up to 9 billion. So he's saying, well, if we could, we could, uh, if we develop you know, new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that. <clears throat> now, again, that, that's, I believe that's a very conservative statement on his behalf. He would actually really like to you know, bring the world population down to about 500 million, which is what the Georgia Guidestones talks about. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but he's going to be conservative when he's speaking to the public. Now, John 8.44 says, and this reminds me of Bill Gates, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in truth. Because there's no truth in him. It's a great example of Bill Gates, Melinda Gates, and all people of his ilk. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. John 10.10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come, and this is Jesus Christ, I am come that they might have life 
and that they might have it more abundantly. But people like Bill Gates are here that to bring death and destruction on humanity through all the you know the money and power that they have. <clears throat> so the next part is entitled "Eliminate the Weak." <clears throat> that is the desire of the global controllers, and it's no secret. It's not debated. This is what today's politicians, bureaucrats, and even some misinformed activists of the environmental movement wish to achieve. The reduction of world population to under one billion people. <clears throat> to them, humanity is seen as a threat to the planet and even to itself. From one point of view, the analysis may actually be correct. It's difficult to see how today's mindless masses of dumbed-down consumers, steeped in video games, television, entertainment, drugs, and junk food, can offer any meaningful con contributions to the future of human civilization. So from the point of view of the global controllers, culling the, herd of the, culling the herd of humanity is actually a good thing. It makes humanity stronger, they say, in much the same way that culling the weaklings from a herd of wild animals improves the aggregate gene pool of the targeted species as a whole. <clears throat> you know, like the strongest shall survive, that type of thing. The word of this, of course, is eugenics. Adolf Hitler pursued the same philosophy, which is to improve the human race through genocide. And in that particular case, killing all the undesirables, the, you know, <clears throat> homosexuals, the mentally weak, the Jews, the, you know, these are things that Hitler did. Um, uh, the people of other nations that they conquered that weren't what they would deem as racially pure. Um, so eliminate the weak, the ugly, the stupid in their eyes. Fire up the incinerators. Disarm the target race to be exterminated, which is a key point. Disarming the race is the prerequisite for this to happen. Always there's disarmament. And whenever there's total disarmament, you see mass, mass extermination and culling of any nation. Now, it may not be that same day, but they're setting them up for that. And you can just go through, I've given you the charts before in the PDFs I've posted with you know, Mao Zedong and Stalin and Hitler and... Pol Pot and these types, they were always disarmed prior to their extermination. So that's how important the, you know, the Second Amendment, you know, is. And, and uh, anyway, <clears throat> so fire up the incinerators, disarm the targeted race to be exterminated, and herd them into gas chambers or open pits. Today's eugenicists are more subtle. They've learned through experience that openly gassing entire populations doesn't win over the hearts and minds of the public. So they've developed covert methods of accomplishing the same thing. These covert methods include convincing people to eat genetically modified foods, which produce infer infertility, to drink fluoride, which is in the you know, drinking water, typically, taking vaccines, using synthetic chemicals, increasing, increase abortions, and pursue other actions that either kill people outright or drastically reduce rates of reproduction. And abortions can occur with not just outright abortions, but they can occur also with birth control. The pill, the patch, uh, IUDs, uh, these are all ways, these are all potentially abortifactive. Um, IUDs are totally abortifactive. Um, the pill and the patch are potentially abortifactive. They can, you know, you can still have a fertilized egg. It just has no place to, the, the lining of the uterus cannot implant because the pill of the patch have created an environment in the uterus where they cannot implant. So you've essentially caused an abortion. Which I think in God's eyes is no different than if you get an abortion. It's just that it's at a much smaller, uh, much more 
you know, smaller form at that point. But in God's eyes, if life begins at conception, and it does, Jesus, the, the word of God says, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee, and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He said that unto Jeremiah. So he knows us before we even formed in the womb. So life has to begin at conception. So, again, most Christians don't know what I just said. So, a many, many... And then you got the morning after pill, which is abortifactive. These are all, in God's eyes, I believe, abortions no different than if you go to the abortion clinic. You know, then, yes, it's a little... It's much more overt. But in God's eyes, is it any different? Is it any different, you know, as far as defiling the land? Which is when you have child sacrifice and rampant homosexuality, the Bible's very clear that it defiles the land. Not to say there's not other sins that defile the land, but those sins in particular, if you look from a biblical standpoint, are always the prerequisite to God's most severe judgment on a particular nation. There's many, many examples of that in the Old Testament in particular. Rampant homosexuality um, and bestiality would be included in that, any type of you know that stuff going on, Sodom and Gomorrah type behavior, and child sacrifice. Those are the things that will engender God's most severe judgment throughout Scripture. It happens over and over again. So, anyway. But again, like, like this said, Satan's got more subtle in the ways that he's caused mass genocide. And if he can trick you into aborting your baby through birth control, or the IUD, or the pill, or the patch, and you don't even think you're doing that, it's good for him. He likes that. Because you don't even know you're sinning. It's covert. You're still defiling your body, the land, giving place to the devil, giving rights more likely to demonic things to interfere and potentially curse your life. Now, you could get mad about this, but I'm like, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16. You know, I'm just telling you flat out, physiologically, those, those methods can cause abortion. So I'm not trying to be, you know, mean or judgmental or anything like that. I'm just stating facts. If you study physiologically how those birth control methods work, you will find the same thing. That's a potential way they work. So, again, he's more subtle now. He's getting us the GMOs, taking the vaccines, things that aren't as apparent. We're breathing in the chemtrails. Different methods of birth control. And so, he's refined, it's like the devil has refined his genocidal um, approaches. So, let's go further here. The idea behind these is that, first off, the culling of the human race can now be accomplished without all the horrifying images of Nazi Germany's gas chambers. While the Jews in World War II had to be forcibly lined up and herded into railroad cars, today's eugenics victims willfully line up at pharmacies to be injected with the flu vaccines containing stealth cancer viruses that accomplish the same thing, death. Now, another thing is, and a huge one, many of the vaccines today, probably we're looking at least 20 at least, if not way more than that, are cultured literally 
from aborted babies, aborted fetal cell lines. If you look it up in the PDF, the physician's desk reference, which is like the compendium encyclopedia of all vaccines, or of all pharmaceuticals, and you look at their method of um, production, you will see in there that they are made by culturing these things off human diploid cells, is the way it's referred to. These are different aborted fetal cell lines. And um, it'll even tell you the actual fetal cell line in the PDF. Uh, you can get that at any, you can go look at that at any library or in any uh, bookstore. They'll typically sell them. They're gigantic because there's so many, vac- there's so many uh, contraindications and side effects. That's most of what they are. Because pharmaceuticals are just basically controlled poisons. I mean, just for example, if you don't believe that, we'll just take a whole bottle of whatever you're taking and you'll probably die. It's a controlled poison. Um, I'm not saying that emergency medicine is bad and these types of things. I'm saying, but you just can't drug your body into good health. It's impossible. Pharmaceutical. We don't become deficient in, uh, we don't have headaches because we have a lack of Tylenol in the bloodstream. You know, we don't develop conditions in the body because we have lack of different drugs. It's typically some, you know, nutrient that we're deficient in, some mineral, some cofactor, something that we may be doing to deplete ourselves and not replenishing. And there's other things, but... Anyway, so... uh, While the Jews in World War II had to be forcibly lined up and herded in railroad cars, today eugenicist victims willfully line up at pharmacies to be injected with flu vaccines, will stealth cancer viruses that accomplish the same thing. Death. Death by vaccines is just slower and more covert than... Death by Zyklon B, which was the main gas, you know, used at most of the concentration camps, made by IG Farben, which was the main financial driving force behind Hitler. Okay, Hitler was like a failed house painter. He didn't get into that position because you know he was so whatever charismatic and wonderful. He had millions and millions of dollars behind him. In, or, now, yeah, he was a really evil dude, but he didn't just in and of himself get into that position. I.G. Farben was one of the main financial backers of Hitler. I.G. Farben, after the World War II, split into three different factions. BASF, Bear Aspirin, and TDK. Um, maybe there's one other, but anyway. Bear Aspirin, we know that they're still going. They're total pure evil. And IG Farben was one of the main factions that helped to also infiltrate America and modernize pharmaceutical, um, the pharmaceutical industry, modernize medical colleges, um, medical colleges because of this funding became absolutely totally drug oriented. Every disease out there eventually develop some type of drug-like treatment for it. These treatments don't typically cure anything. But what they do is actually put a band-aid on things, propagate things, plus all drugs have side effects, so you have to take more drugs to counteract those side effects. It's all about reoccurring revenue and control of the patient. Again, you can't drug your body into good health. All of this is by design. They were also behind the vaccination, you know, whole thing. 
And again, just a big, gigantic depopulation control. They were trying, IG Farben was trying to depopulate the world back then. They're still trying to do the same thing now. But again, they've split into other factions and it's a little more covert now. Not quite out, not quite as in your face as it was back then. So, going further, importantly, the genocidal properties of vaccines, GMOs, chemical food additives, medications, and other synthetic chemicals function as a sort of intelligence test for the population. It's an interesting way of looking at it. Those who routinely, routinely take vaccines are, of course, are perceived by the elite as stupid. Removing the stupid people, a.k.a. the useless eaters, from the gene pool is one of the goals of the global controllers. Thus, vaccine propaganda serves as the perfect filter for removing the, quote, stupid genes from the human gene pool. This is how they look at things. This is no doubt why globalists so aggressively push vaccines on low-income families. They equate low-income with not qualified to reproduce or live. Now, I know that sounds harsh. I'm, saying, I'm telling you that's the way they look at things. The elite. So, in other words, if you drink fluoridated water, if you take the vaccines, if you're doing everything they're telling you to do, they're like, good, you've proven to us that you're a useless leader, you're, you know, not intelligent, and you need to be eliminated. That's how they look at those types of people. Okay, I'm just saying that's how they do it. I'm not saying I look at it that way, I'm saying they do. And so, importantly, vaccines contain stealth cancer viruses that are passed along through multiple generations. Did you know many vaccines contain these stealth cancer viruses? The SV40 viruses introduced to the population through the polio vaccines in the 1950s still exist today in the grandchildren of those who were first vaccinated. The SV40 is a monkey virus that was introduced into the human population by contaminated polio vaccines. I'm not making this stuff up. They culture these vaccines off aborted babies, off green, diseased green Reese's monkey kidneys, off chicken embryos. I mean, it's like a veritable, like a witch's brew, a witch's cauldron. That's what vaccines are. It's like taking, you know, dipping the ladle into the witch's cauldron, dumping it out, and then sucking that stuff up into a vaccine needle and injecting it into your body. They're cursed. I literally believe they're all cursed, but the ones that are cultured off aborted babies, who knows how cursed they are. What's happening to you on a spiritual level when you get vaccinated off a vaccine that's been cultured off an aborted baby? I don't really know, but the devil knows, and God knows, and it can't be good. There's no way you're going to draw closer to God or to Jesus Christ. I mean, we're body, soul, and spirit. I believe that's affecting us body, soul, and spirit. A vaccine, you know, cultured off an aborted baby. All I'm saying is you may not be, you may not understand what you're doing to yourself on a spiritual level if you get injected with this stuff. So, um, this SV40 was the monkey virus that was introduced to the human population by contaminated polio vaccines. Produced a SV40 infected monkey cells between 1955 and 1963. Epidemiological evidence now suggests that SV40 is contagiously transmitted in humans to their offspring. So, like, you know, Grandpa got it back then, and, and he actually literally passed this virus on to his offspring, and they passed it on to their offspring. And these, this SV40 virus is one of those things where it causes cancer, 
but it may not, it's, usually there has to be the right trigger for it to actually cause. So it might, you might not develop cancer until 40 years later after you get the actual injection. And then maybe your immune system gets to a point where it just can't deal with it anymore and then the cancer, cancer comes. And then they'll blame it, oh, it got cancer. Well, it was actually the SV40 virus that was the root. So this is openly admitted by top scientists who helped develop these vaccines. Here's a link to it. Dr. Maurice Hilleman, who actually developed this, and he admits it right on camera. And I believe he even laughs about it. They think it's funny. Meanwhile, the efficacy of these vaccines is completely and utterly fabricated. And that has been exposed by two whistleblower scientists who blew the lid on scientific fraud taking place at Merck. All these pharmaceutical companies, just, I mean, just think of companies that literally have Satanists at the head. Literally part of the Illuminati globalist agenda. And you're putting your health in their hands. You know, it's like putting your health in Satan's hands and saying, oh, he would never, Satan would never do anything to hurt me. He has my best interests at heart. These the, the wicked people that run and control these companies are those types of people. Many pharmaceuticals directly, also directly cause infertility. Uh, Propecia, which is a Merck baldness drug, has now been linked to infertility and male disorders. Many, many drugs do that. Remember, the goal of the controllers is, is to kill off roughly 90% of the existing population, either through a fast-kill weapon release or a slow-kill method of causing global infertility. While Bill Gates only publicly mentioned 10 to 15 percent in his 2010 quote that we cited above, Ted Turner publicly announced on video that he believes the population should be reduced by roughly 70 percent to a two billion level. Actually, that's not even true. He actually said 500. No, he said two to 300 million. It depends what interview you're looking at. The the interview Ted Turner did with Audubon, he said two to 300 million, which we're looking at about a 95 percent reduction there. So it depends on, you know, what interview you're, you're referencing. You can see this astonishing video filmed by Luke Radowski here, and there's a link here. Behind the scenes at secret meetings, the real reduction levels being discussed are in the 90% range. The Georgia Guidestones, which are considered the Ten Commandments of the New Order State, and I'm, I'm reading, there's a picture of the Georgia Guidestones right here. I put it on the PDF. Uh, these are in Elbert County, Georgia, out in kind of the middle of nowhere. And the first commandment, maintain humanity under 500 million in a perpetual balance with nature. So, that's what their goal is. There was that, that show way when I was a wee little kid. It was like probably the late 70s, maybe early 80s, I don't know. It was called Logan's Run. I mean, by today's standards, it would be like mega cheesy. But... I can remember in that show, it was so weird because, like, when people reached a certain age, like the age of 30 or something, they would have to go to this big stadium and they would literally, like, I don't know how they got them up in the air, I forget, but they would have, they would have them up in the air and there would be all these people with these laser guns shooting them out of the air because they had passed or they were getting ready or they, it was like their 30th birthday or something and they had to go. They had to maintain humanity under a certain number, and that's how they did it. So there was no old people. Again, that was the, Hollywood's been telegraphing this point a long, long time in multiple different ways that they've done this. So um, 
you know, the second commandment is guide reproduction wisely. You know, well, you know what that means. You know, basically, you know, birth control and abortions and these types of things. Um, so anyway, so to begin, let's first explore the threats to you, your life, and your fertility. These are some of the things you need to avoid if you want to steer clear of the Illuminati's depopulation plans. The seven threats to your survival and fertility. Now, these are just seven Okay, there's more, a whole lot more, or like a thousand. But these are some of the big ones. Uh, number one, GMOs. GMOs, engineered to grow poisonous chemicals. Uh, poisonous chemicals right in the crops themselves. GMOs are also designed to cause reproductive failure in any mammal consuming them. I read this article the other day. And it was telling, telling how, and I, it didn't mention which crop, I don't think, but maybe there's several. These GMO crops, they're so abnormal and so, I guess, satanic. There's certain GMO crops that put out these razor-like stalks that pierce these gigantic tractor tires that, you know, they be nowadays they have these gigantic tractors where i mean they're guided by like gps and they 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 get maximum uh, crop harvesting yield per acre you know and they're probably over a million bucks these things they're like their own little cities and these gigantic tractor tires that are on these things they're Their tire life used to be five or six years. Now it's down to one or two years tops because these GMO razor stalks that that grow in these plants are piercing these tires. So now they're having to to develop like these Kevlar bulletproof tires just to prevent these GMO stalks from piercing the tires in these fields. I mean, that sounds normal to me. I don't know about you, but I mean, that seems perfectly normal. I mean, talk about Franken-crops. You know, Franken, and they produce Franken food. So next one is vaccines loaded with stealth cancer viruses, mercury, formaldehyde, which is embalming fluid, uh, aluminum, chemical adjuvants, while many are actually cultured from also the remains of aborted babies, are the primary cause behind today's rising rates of infertility, birth defects, and spontaneous abortions. Vaccines are aggressively pushed in minority neighborhoods and also low-income areas. Number three, chemtrails. Formulated with aluminum, barium, and other heavy metals, chemtrails cause human... Ex- and this is when they spray us all day. Okay? I advise you pray against those. And um, uh, I've seen God remove them from the skies for long periods of time. But um, And I've done teachings on pretty much all of these things. If you want to know more about chemtrails, GMOs, just key in each thing in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. And uh, you'll find studies on that I've done. So, <clears throat> formulated, again, the chemtrails with barium, alum, barium aluminum, uh, ethylene dibromide, and other heavy metals. Chemtrails cause human exposure to toxic metals that impair brain function and neurological function. This exposure may contribute to birth defects and deformities, but details need to be further explored. Four, prescription medications. Prescription drugs and chemotherapy damage DNA, promote impotence, and decrease both sperm quality and egg quality. Chemical food additives. These chemicals damage DNA and egg quality. Let's just say chemical and personal care um, uh, chemicals as well. Because 
the stuff that we use on our bodies, the soaps, the deodorants, the stuffs in the toothpaste, most of the time it's horrific. They're just controlled poisons. You know, there's enough fluoride in a, a tube of toothpaste to kill typically a, a child. That's why there's those warnings on fluoridated toothpaste. If you swallow more than than the um, you would normally use on a toothbrush, call poison control. Oh, but I definitely want to put that in my mouth, which is, you know, you have the mucosal membranes of the mouth, which are the most highly absorbed parts of your body. That's why they put the fluoride in there. What does fluoride do? It burns out your bro- lower brain lobes, which controls your will to resist. That's why they first used it, that I know of, in the Nazi concentration camps um, to create a very docile, easily controlled, um, apathetic population. A lot of the, when, when they got into the, the uh, concentration camps, a lot of the Jews were, you would think they'd be jumping up and down happy, and some of them were, but a lot of them were just totally like they were brain dead, they were apathetic. It's like their, their, their brain had been so fried from all the fluoride, they were so docile and dumbed down that they didn't even hardly care. It was like, ah, yeah, whatever, I'm glad you're here, you know, but that was from the fluoride. Also causes cancer and bone softening. This bone softening does not help your bones. Sodium fluoride is a chemical um, uh, byproduct of the aluminum industry. That's all it is. Alcoa, which is the main aluminum producer in America, had all this excess fluoride and, and they were looking at ways of dispose of it. And to dispose of it, it's a toxic waste chemical. And they and they got in cahoots with, you know the powers that be, and said, no, we'll dump it into the, we'll dump it into the toothpaste and we'll, we'll trump up all these bogus studies that say it promotes tooth health. Well, natural fluoride, the, the kind that would occur in food, like if the plant pulled the fluoride out of the soil, and could, you know, that fluoride's fine. It does have, uh, it's good for your bones, that type of fluoride. Sodium fluoride is horrific for your bones. Causes bone softening. Causes dental fluorosis. It causes... Um, uh, also accelerated aging big time and cancer and the other stuff I said it does to your brain but you know their solution then to well if they won't do the toothpaste we'll dump it in the water <laughs> I mean it's insane it's totally insane I mean it's it, it seems like I said these are more subtle but in a way it's it's more over the top it's just people aren't educated to know how all the evil things that are being done to them. So let's go further. Uh, chemical food additives. These chemicals damage DNA and egg quality, causing infertility to be passed through multiple generations of females. What you, you eat today can damage the eggs of your great-great-granddaughter. Poisons in the food supply right now include sodium nitrate, Nearly all processed meats, MSG, which is also known as monosodium glutamate, aspartame, which is also known as NutraSweet, which is just total neurotoxin and death, and chemical preservatives. Six, biological weapons release, which would be a possible fast-kill scenario being explored by the world governments. Biological weapons release can burn through the population with high kill rates, while being conveniently blamed on any desired scapegoat such as a fictional terrorist group. Now, I have said for a lot of years that I think this is one of the main cards the Illuminati will try to play. Because of all the cards I've mentioned 
this one they can come out smelling more like a rose and still do the most damage while still acting as though, oh, we don't know what happened. Whereas if they come and kick down your door with Russian Spetsnaz troops and FEMA, and it's going to be a bloodbath, which I'm sure they like, but it's going to be hard to win the hearts and the minds of the people if they're doing that. Now, I'm not saying that's not going to happen. I don't know. Okay, obviously there's a lot of telegraphing that that may happen. But they also may be preparing for this martial law scenario because they know what they're getting ready to release. Meaning in, like an avion flu, swine flu, some type of engineered bioweapon release that would exterminate a large portion of the planet which would accomplish a large part of the depopulation uh, scheme. Also, they would obviously impose martial law. That means Obama's in for as long as martial law is in effect. And then they can clamp down all their draconian uh, executive orders that are already in place and bring those to reality. And at the same time, I believe in that scenario, they could also easily confiscate guns. Much more easy than the, easier than they could now. Why would you say that? Okay, can you imagine if they tried to do gun confiscation right now? Every time one of these events happens lately, Batman shooting... Gun sales went up 40% that week in Colorado. In other words, it had the opposite effect. No matter how bad they try to demonize guns, people are still smart enough to understand, you know what, if somebody was in the Batman theater when that happened, and they had a gun, but it was a gun-free zone, unfortunately, but if they had a gun, they could have shot that guy, took him out, and maybe could have prevented a ton of deaths. They would have prevented a ton of murders, which is a good thing. You can't say that's evil. No, it's better that they he kills everyone and nobody does anything. It's better that he kills the, the babies and the and the women and the children and just let him let him do whatever he wants. No, that's that's wickedness. The Bible says thou shalt not murder. Well, and when you prevent murders through a gun, that's a good thing. Okay, now I'm not saying everybody go out and blow, you know, I'm just saying that it, it could have been used in that particular instance in a very good way to do a good thing. Common sense, okay? And the Illuminati realizes this, and this is why they want to disarm the population, because then they can come in. The only ones that will have the guns at that point will be the criminals and the criminal government. Wholesale slaughter. I believe that if they introduce something like one of these biological weapons that they've got and they've been making in laboratories, people will be very, very desperate if they offer the solution or the cure. And they'll do anything to get it. They'll sell their soul to get it. Okay? In the pandemic of 1918-1919, the Spanish flu, which killed conservatively 50 million people, the people that got vaccinated, which was purported to be the cure, were the very ones that died horrifically. They refer to it like the Black Death. And the people that saw this, first, and there was all these first-hand accounts of this happening. Hale and Hardy one day, dead the next. It was really quick. I think they made the vaccine a little too powerful as far as the kill potential. Because I don't think that was probably their goal for them to like drop dead the next day. But it did. It happened. It was all covered up. Other than the first-hand accounts, which there were tons of them. Now, I get into that in the presentation I did on Avion Flu. Unfortunately, the guy that had my actual video up on YouTube, uh, he closed his account. He probably was forced to. They normally 
don't let that stay up real long. I don't know whether it was the Prophecy Club or whether it was YouTube. Who knows? Anyway, um, I can't put it up. Okay, I'm not. That's property of the Prophecy Club. But I've seen other people do it. The video. But I've done an updated video since then. Now it's all PowerPoint. You're not gonna. You're gonna hear me talking, but you're just not gonna see me talking, which is probably a good thing. Anyway, um, I did that. I put that up on YouTube, and I give you the link here if you want to click on it because I get into all this stuff. And it's it's you know it took me like man six seven months to put this power all 150 PowerPoints together. This is more of an updated version of the one that I did with the Prophecy Club. So it's a little actually a bit more modern. And in this, I'll just give you a little description. This teaching covers so much more than the avion flu and can be used as an ice-breaking education tool for both saved and unsaved who may not understand these issues. Uh, I mean, there's different ways we can reach people for the Lord, in other words. I endeavored to present the big picture with this presentation and point people to our only hope for any calamity, which is Jesus Christ. Topics will include proof the Illuminati telegraphs their punches prior to cataclysmic events, uh, why the avion flu is the perfect vehicle for world depopulation, what the globalist elite are planning for Americans, why the avion flu could be a repeat of the Spanish flu of 1918 that killed millions, vaccinations, injectable microchips regarding the avion flu, potential kill rates, food shortages, forced vaccinations, Project BioShield, and quarantines. I will also extensively cover proactive steps you can take to protect your families and yourself. So, I've just said and felt that this would be from a... If you were Satan looking at this from a logical standpoint, how can I do the most damage and accomplish the most... Uh, how can I accomplish my agenda in the shortest period of time and still come out smelling like a rose? Because obviously they're not going to admit they created the virus and, and, and released it on humanity. They're not going to... They're going to say, oh, we don't know what happened. But we have this vaccine that you can take, which, you know, is your salvation, essentially. Uh, very important subject. Anyway, I give you the link to that. It's on page 8 of the PDF for um, August 19, 2012. I also have a, that's actually 16 individual, like, 10-minute videos. And then I have another one entitled Colloidal Silver, Mild Silver Protein, Its History and Its Uses. And I get into the whole thing about colloidal silver and how it's been used for uh, really uh, over 100 years at this point. Now I'm talking about mild silver protein, which is what colloidal silver originally was developed as. Many people don't know that before the Food and Drug Administration takeover of 1939, that if you got sick, you would, and I've had old timers confirm this to me as well, that you could literally get a prescription from your MD and go to the either, and they might even have a compounding facility in their office where they would literally compound mild silver protein, which really, in, in my estimation, is the true colloidal silver that has been referenced. It's what it was from the beginning. Um, or you would take your prescription to a local pharmacy and they would compound the mild silver protein right there. The catch was... It didn't have a very long shelf life. It, 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 they had not figured out how to stabilize that stuff. So it was almost like you got a flu, and you got this prescription, they made it right there, gave it to you, and you consumed it in a week or two. Because at that point it started to degrade, and they hadn't found a way to stabilize it. 
It was much, much higher strength than, than anything that's being sold today, other than in Vive Mild Silver Protein, which is what I've advocated. Um, my website is dr-johnson.com, if you want to know more about it. Um, and I give you a link here. But anyway, um, people could go and actually get it compounded at the pharmacies. But in 1939, the FDA took over. And, you know, they have degenerated into more and more of a wicked faction of the government as time went by. But at that point, mild silver protein fell out of favor with the modern-day advent of antibiotics. Now, antibiotics, um, I'm not saying haven't been used to help people and cure people of certain things, but antibiotics devastate your own immune system, and they destroy all your healthy bacterial gut flora, which is a huge part of your own immune system. So what happens to people nowadays that start getting on antibiotics, or since they've come out, kills all your healthy flora, devastates your own immune system, so you've got to keep going back on them. Creates a, a situation where you become... Um, yeast candida. You have systemic yeast and candida. Not just in your intestinal tract, but also in your bloodstream. And if you ever did live blood cell analysis where they actually take a drop of your blood and put it under slide right away, they look at your blood live. People that have a dark field microscopy unit can do this. I used to do this in the practice I was at. And you can see the colony of candida. It was the most common thing I saw. Um, the mild silver protein is incredible for eradicating that. Almost everybody's got it. Uh, I, don't, I don't hardly ever remember a blood sample I did where people were loaded with candida. Saps your energy, causes fatigue, causes all kinds of things. But that's what antibiotics promote. You know, So people, if they're going to do antibiotics, at bare minimum, they really need to do a good gut flora protocol when they're done to put the good bacteria back in the intestinal tract. And you can get that at almost any health food store in the refrigerated section. You know, there's, I, I don't even know what brand I'd recommend, but there, you just ask the owner of the health food store, what's a good refrigerated flora product? F-L-O-R-A, flora. Like acidophilus and bifidus and those things. What's the best one you got? And, and take that, take it on an empty stomach, don't take it with food. You don't want it, you don't want it to be digested. You want it to pass on an empty stomach, into the intestinal tract, and repopulate. Now, if you've never done that, you've done several, you need to do that. This is big, it's the main part of your immune system, the flora in your gut. But again, all these drugs do this by design. They're there to devastate you long term. You will get short term symptomatic benefits, but ultimately, <laughs> That's what they're designed to do. They, you become addicted to them, or they have side effects. You've got to take more drugs to counteract those side effects. They're all controlled poisons to a certain extent. So anyway, um, and then I also give you my video I did entitled Avion Flu Population Control, H5N1, and Biological Warfare. Now, that's a much shorter video. It's like an abbreviated video of the 16-part video I just mentioned. It's five videos. Anyway, I give you the links to these there. They're in playlist mode, so... You can just click on it and it'll start that. Um, seventh point, food fascism leading to starvation. Corporations like Monsanto are seeking total global domination uh, and corporate ownership over the entire food supply. This concept is called food fascism. And it would allow corporations and governments to determine who eats and who starves. Notice how the home gardens are under attack. 
Um, also, raw milk centers are rated at gunpoint. There's different links here. Uh, raw milk is one of the best things you can put in your body. But again, that's why they would want to make sure it's illegal. When when milk first was started for mass distribution, it was all raw milk. It was all raw milk before the advent of pasteurization. But, you know, you just see people dropping dead. It's just that it's been demonized. And now they pasteurize and homogenize and do all this garbage to the milk. And it's totally... Um, the most of the nutritional content has been totally destroyed from the high heat. Um, now, backyard ranching is being criminalized. There's links to each one of these things. Uh, this is all part of the food fascism assault that's already underway in our world. Those are some of the top threats to your survival and fertility. What follows next is how to beat them. Here's some strategies for survival. Number one, avoid all poisons that you can. This means eliminating all GMOs, fluoride, aspartame, MSG, artificial fragrances, chemical medications, chemical food additives, and other synthetic chemicals from your life. For most families, this means gutting your pantry, bathroom counters, garage chemicals, and lawn care chemicals. Um, remember, the globalist controllers refuse to eat GMO and consume only organic foods. I don't have a problem using a little bit of pesticides outside. I don't like to do them in the house. But, you know, if you're going to use a little bit outside on certain areas, okay. I mean, I, you can take anything to an extreme. Granted, yes, if you found a natural way to totally combat whatever, that's great. That's awesome. Um, but, again, I think it's when you have them in your house. If you have a lot of chemicals in your house, they tend to outgas you. Pesticide you spray in your house gives it outgasses, you know. It's just not a good environment to be in. Uh, certain types of uh, ozonation in the house can eliminate uh, chemicals in the air. Um, certain air filtration is one thing, like the HEPA filters, but that doesn't really, it doesn't tend to clean all the air in your house, and those actual filters can become breeding grounds for bacteria. So I'm more, I lean more toward uh, ozonation and air, air, it's called aeronization um, of the, uh, of the house at a low level, not at high levels. Um, with the water, Echolo Blue, Echolo Blue machines that actually literally create water out of thin air are good. Um, some people are really getting into the spring water. There's a website, it's called Find a Spring, it's just one word, dot com. And if the springs, and you can find springs in your area where you can go get the spring water for free. Uh, that most of these springs have been tested. They're tested yearly. Um, there's different alternatives, in other words, you know, for things like that. Diametaceous earth is great for pests, for to consume. Food-grade diametaceous earth is really good for you. Uh, it's very good for parasites internally. Uh, it has all kinds of other health benefits. It has very, very high in silica, and the silica is really, really good for your hair, bones, nails, and a lot of other things. Uh, it's also good for pest control. Um, straight iodized salt around your house is very good for natural pest control. Uh, just That's just the plain salt you get at a, a supermarket. I've heard of people using aspartame, actually taking the, the, the NutraSweet and putting it out for ants, and it kills all the ants. It eradicates them. You can also use boric acid and honey um, for uh, roaches or ants. They come and eat it, and they take it back to the nest, and it kills them. These are some natural remedies, kind of, more, more along the natural lines of things that you can do. 
to battle certain things. Um, anyway, I, you could go on and on and on with natural home remedies and stuff. Um, so, remember, the global controllers refuse to eat GMO and only consume and consume organic foods. You ever wonder why? Because they know the chemical-laden, genetically modified foods are being used to kill off the uninformed masses. Another thing that you can do as well is if you know you're going to eat a meal and it's not good, like let's say it's fast food or junk food or whatever, okay, but you're in a situation where you don't really have a lot of control, what you can do is get some bentonite clay, and probably the most convenient way is the bentonite clay tablets. Uh, standard Process makes a product called Colacol 2. Colacol 2, Standard Process, which is a professional line that I've carried for a long time, but you can find it up on the internet as well. And you take those bentonite, actually it's Montmorillonite clay tablets, but it's very similar to bentonite. You take that with your food. And what it does is it tends to bind up any bad chemicals and things like that in the food. Now, you don't want to take that with your nutrients because it will, it will render vitamins and minerals many times ineffective because it binds up stuff. It's a bowel uh, colon cleansing thing, but it's also very, very good for radiation. We're being exposed to a lot of different radiation from Fukushima and who knows what else. And it's also a way to internally absorb radiation. And um, I've covered that with the Fukushima studies that I've done on that. And I, I, in fact, in the Fukushima studies, in one or two of the studies, I actually listed all of the ways to proactively combat radiation. The bentonite clay is just one way. But people, they, they have said that were actually exposed to high levels of radiation the people that were knowledgeable, one of the first things they would do is once they got back to their house, they would actually literally take the bentonite clay, like the powder, and put it all over their body, all over their skin, wherever the radiation had touched. And it will actually absorb radiation, bentonite clay. So it's a really good product. You may want to check into that as well. Um, number two, use nutrition to protect, against, to protect your own DNA. This is absolutely critical. Good nutrition, superfoods, highly mineral, high mineral, mineralization, antioxidants, plant concentrates can prevent DNA damage from exposure to low levels of radiation, as well as other toxic chemicals. Above all, good nutrition boosts reproductive health, sperm quality, egg quality, and even brain function, so you think more clearly and don't get suckered into the globalist propaganda. Um, I think one of the best antioxidants I've ever found is that one that they've discovered recently called astraxanthin. Astraxanthin. Uh, if you go up to herbspro.com, herbspro.com, and you do a keyword search for astraxanthin, um, I believe the company is Nutrix that makes the best one. It, I think it's the best one on the market. It's the, they make like the highest potency for the best price. Uh, uh, you'll get the the best price up there. I mean, as a doctor, I couldn't even get these prices. That's how, I don't know how they can sell the products. But if you go up there and, and, and uh, do a keyword search for that, herbspro.com, I'm not to say there's not other websites that would have, and obviously I'm, I don't have any vested interest in it. But um, that is, I believe, one of the best antioxidants that there is on planet Earth. 
Uh, if you see the research behind it, it's very impressive. Very, very good for protecting your DNA, antioxidants, which cleanse free radicals. Free radicals are produced in regard to like people that uh, are under stress. If you smoke, if you are out in the sun and you get um, you know too much sun or whatever, there's all these things produce free radicals in the body as we age. It's one of the main reasons we age and we decay, essentially. Free radicals. And these antioxidants quench the free radicals in the body. The astraxanthin is probably one of the best things to actually quench free radicals and kind of like an anti-aging type of, type of deal. It's just that Satan's trying to kill us in so many different ways. These are some proactive things we can do to, to combat that. Um, going further, uh, let's see here. Uh, number three, do not vaccinate your children. This is a key defense against the great culling. Those who vaccinate their children condemn them to an increased risk of infertility, thereby putting their entire genetic line at the risk of annihilation. Now, again, not to even mention how they're culturing these things literally off aborted babies, diseased green Reese's monkey kidneys, chicken embryos, you know. Who knows what kind of curse you could be bringing on yourself by getting something like that injected into your body. By avoiding vaccines and allowing your children to naturally experience the chicken pox or measles, you actually make them stronger and more resistant to future infections. What you can do is that if you hadn't vaccinated your children and they do start to come down with something like chicken pox, for example, what you could do is just at that point when you start to first see the signs of that, you load them up on something like the mild silver protein. You know, and and that will, you know, I did that with Taylor, and it. she never even experienced. She just barely started to have chicken pox, loaded her up on that. No, I'm not talking load. I am probably gave her, I don't know, quarter teaspoon, half a teaspoon, two or three times, you know, first day. Knocked it right out. She never even developed it. I remember when I had it when I was a kid, it was like the, it was a horrific experience. You know, and I had been vaccinated. So, uh, that's a form of herpes, that virus. And, um, you know, that can be a very, very stubborn virus. One of the most stubborn. So, you know, um, if you take steps proactively, you can, you can, the the body, what happens is, is the thymus gland, which is an actual gland um, on the, on the back side of your uh, sternum, which is your in your chest, the, 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 the bone that's in the center of your chest, that's called your sternum. It's on the back side of it. When you're a little child, that thing is uh, it's much, much larger than when you get older. When you get older, as you get older, it starts to atrophy or shrink. But when you're young and you're exposed to all these things you've never been exposed to, the thymus gland is like the computer chip of the body that identifies these things in your environment when you're exposed to them. And what it does is then it says, ah, I see this. What do I do? I ramp up my immune system to try to deal with it. Things like mild silver protein, things like food-grade vitamin C, uh, zinc, things that, that are boost the immune system function, different herbs and things like that, what it does is it helps your body ramp up and deal with what it's being exposed to, and then your body wards it off. And then the next time your body sees that, the, the, it remembers because your body has a memory. 
and it ramps up and it's it's a non-issue. That's why when you're little and exposing being exposed to these types of things is not a bad thing. It's the way that your body grows and adapts and learns. And then when you when your body sees it again, it's it's not going to be susceptible. It's just like people like when we came over from let's say settlers came over from England and they infected the Indians with all these things that we had natural immunity to. But to them, it was like a death sentence. They had no natural immunity because their immune systems had never saw things like smallpox or these types of things. And it decimated them, their populations. Uh, They kind of lived in a cordoned off, more of a pure environment. Uh, So that's kind of an example of that. All right, so let's go further here. Number four, if you can, uh, if you can grow your own food, the only food you can truly trust is food you grow yourself using heirloom seeds, ocean water, trace mineral concentrates, soil probiotics, and rainwater. Grow food that nourishes your body and brain. Now, I understand this is not practical for everyone. It's not practical for me. Um, but hey, best case scenario, if you can do it, it is a good thing to do goes on to say, save your seeds and replant them each season. Over time, they will adapt to your specific soils and climate, improving yields and seed viability. And then it says, see our heirloom seed solution here, and they give you a little link for that. Five, reject mainstream propaganda. In order to protect your mind, you must refuse to subject yourself to the mind-numbing propaganda of the mainstream media. This means throwing out your television, shutting off cable news, and shifting to information sources such as truth-telling websites and books. Okay? Uh, six, follow a philosophy of core redundancies. Uh, examine all critical infrastructure necessary to support your life. Food, water, heat, shelter, emergency medicine, defense, communications. And put a minimum of a second layer of redundancy in place for each one. In other words, don't have your all your eggs in one basket for a particular area in your life. If you can, you know. Uh, and again, these are more just rubber meets the road practical things to do, you know, that you can do. Seven, avoid radiation exposure. Nothing damages your DNA faster than radiation. The sources of radiation are all around us, from the TSA body scanners at the airport to the CT scans ordered by your doctor. These harmful ionizing radiation procedures damage your DNA and compromise fertility. Avoid using cell phones. Uh, Now, I really like, it's called the Green 8 in your cell phone. I give you a little link here to their website, Green 8. USA.com, anyway, um, and I have nothing vested in them, but I know for a fact that before I started using these in the cell phone I was using, that my head would heat up hugely when I talked on that thing for over five minutes. I mean, it was a visible heating up of the head, which is, this thing, these cell phones are giving out massive amounts of radiation. The first tumor ever documented from a cell phone was on a lady and it literally was in the sh- it was in the um, a tumor on the side of her head near her ear, and it was in the shape of the actual literal cell phone antenna. I'm not making this up. So these green eights, it does not block the radiation, but it has some way of processing it where it doesn't have that effect on you. Your head won't heat up anymore. It's amazing. Um, so I I really like them. I. I I know they work. Anyway, um, it's it's an it's it, it's an alternative to just saying oh, I'm never going to use cell phones. Uh, and then smart meters are horrific. I've got you know listeners that 
have gotten these things, and from the first day they've gotten them, they you know they don't sleep, you know they 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 can't get any quality rest. They have ringing in the ear, headaches. It's just horrific. Some people are way more sensitive than others, and um, these smart meters are just straight from the pit of hell. I finally told my one listener uh, in Texas about this shroud that you can order. And, it's, and I knew about it way before smart meters ever came out because some people were just so sensitive to all of the electromagnetic radiation we're being bombarded with 24-7 with the cell phone towers, with the AM, FM radios, with Gwen towers, with um, that sound of silence technology that I've mentioned before, with scalar weaponry, with HARP. They're so sensitive to that that they were just their lives were just a living nightmare. And there are these shrouds that you can order, and there's only one company I know of... Um, they're, I believe in Europe uh, and I gave her the link to that she ordered it put it over her bed and she said from the first night she started using it she she slept all the way through the night hadn't happened since she had gotten the, this the uh, smart meter um, in her house and I know Debbie Kid Debbie Kid is doing a lot right now to um, legally battle that uh, in Texas which is, there's a big lawsuit going on. And they're trying to just ignore it and do everything in the world to, to just, you know, oh, you know, you're all just crazy or whatever. These things devastate people, certain people. I mean, and even if they don't devastate you outwardly, you don't really know what they're doing to you internally. They give out massive, massive amounts of radiation, the, uh, the smart meters. They are horrific. They're an absolute total... Um, Hazard from the standpoint of many of them have exploded, caught the houses on fire. They're incredibly inaccurate when it comes to actually recording the true amount of, of electricity. Typically, always your electric bill is going to go way up if you get one of these things. Uh, they monitor all aspects of your house electrical consumption. So it's basically like Big Brother. So you need to resist those things whenever you can. They're, they're truly evil. Uh, but this shroud... Um, and I think if you just do a keyword search like, you know, protect um, from smart meter radiation or cell phone radiation, uh, bed, shroud, something like that, you'll probably find it. Uh, it made all the difference. The things are not cheap. I mean, it was like seven, eight, nine hundred dollars I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it fixed the problem. And, you know, she was very grateful to get it, you know, but they're they're not cheap. Anyway, and then even Wi-Fi. Now, what I recommend on Wi-Fi is you shut it, if you have it, shut it down at night once you're done using it, because then you're not going to be getting bombarded with that. That's another tremendous source of electromagnetic radiation. And it will not help your sleeping patterns at all. Uh, so, uh, avoid um, as much as you can medical imaging scans. Uh, CAT scans are horrific, tremendous amount of radiation. Uh, X-rays, you know, um, security scans, TSA, they use the terahertz uh, radiation that literally unzips your DNA and takes pornographic pictures of you, which is scanned and stored in databases, even though they say it's not. Um, these are all things I've covered in the past as well. And remember that radiation damage is cumulative, meaning it gets progressively worse over time as you're exposed to repeated doses of low-level radiation. 
Okay, so that's where I'm going to stop today. The, the next subject I'll be covering is a total shift in gears. I think I should wait until next week to get into that. Um, but I've already done over two parts today, over over two hours. So um, we will see what the week brings, and uh, we'll go from there. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that um, you've allowed... Lord God, us to broadcast these types of things, to act as a watchman, for the ministries out there that have been allowed to act as watchmen. I do believe that our days are numbered at this point, Lord. But I just want to thank you, Lord, for, for giving us this opportunity to do this for the years that we've been up on air. I, I thank you for my listeners, Lord, for the body of Christ. I do pray, God, you protect them. I pray you bless and protect the persecuted Christians across the planet, Lord. The babies, the unborn babies, the women, children, the teenagers, the men of God out there, Lord, that um, in the body of Christ, I just pray for your protective hand to be upon them, for your angels to encamp around about them, Lord. For you to give us clear discernment regarding the days and times ahead of us, Lord. That we would be obedient to whatever you would tell us to do that we would not fear man or the situation, but we would look to the Lord Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.